listening to a life-impacting message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi is the pastor of the First Love Church London, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. The First Love Church is full of zealous young people who love and desire to work for the Lord. You will be encouraged and uplifted as you listen to this powerful message. Is risen upon you. Behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Excited? Well, you should be because it's testimony time. So let's welcome our sister, Samantha, to share a powerful testimony. Sister Sam, tell us who you are and what your testimony is about. Hi everyone, my name is Samantha and I'm part of Tottenham Centre and the Greater Love Choir. And what's your testimony about? Um, My testimony is about how I became saved in First Love Church. Wow. So before coming to First Love, what was your life like? So before coming to First Love, well, I was born in a Christian family, so I used to go to church every Sunday with my parents. But I decided that once I moved to university, I wanted to stop all that. I wanted to do everything that I was restricted in doing. Wow. So you were living at home with mummy and daddy. And then you decided that when you came to London, it's over. I want to live my life. The rules are out of the window. Out the window completely. Wow. How many of you have made that plan before? Wow. Okay. Don't confess too much in case your parents are watching. Okay. So, yeah, I moved to London for uni. And once I got here, I said, okay, I need to get my plan in action. I wanted to be going out, drinking, clubbing. And also on the agenda, I wanted to have a boyfriend. Okay. Yeah, I moved to London. And once I got here, I was going out every week. I was going clubbing. I would be drinking. I'd be drinking so much that I would usually come to the lectures with a hangover. Hey! <laughs> wow! And then what about the boyfriend plan? Did and it the work? the boyfriend, he was, yeah, he was an atheist. So because of that, I started slowly drifting away from my belief in God. Even though I wasn't born again, I did believe in God. But because of him, I began to drift slowly away from God. And he was also into drugs. And because of his influence, I started smoking weed. And I think that if I'd stayed with him, then it would have gone further and deeper into other hard drugs. Wow. So then when did your great change happen? So one day after lecture, I was in uni. And afterwards, a girl came up to me. That was LP Haggai. Wow. A girl named, but she wasn't called LP Haggai at the no, time, she was, was she? Haggai. She was just Haggai. Okay. Yeah, and she came up to me. She was like, oh, we have um, service on campus every Thursday. I'd like to invite you. I was like, yeah, okay, sure, I'll come. And this was in October, at the beginning of uni. I didn't actually come until May, towards the end of May. Wow. Yeah. But she stayed in contact with me okay. <laughs> throughout the whole time. So I came to the campus church eventually, and I liked it. And then I came to the Sunday service, and that was where I gave my life to Christ. Wow. I thought you'd be clapping. Somebody that was smoking, drinking, boyfriend was an atheist, and slowly becoming an atheist with him. So then, after you gave your life to Christ, describe to us what your life is like now. After giving my life to Christ, my life changed. I stopped the drinking, the smoking. I became more involved in the church. 
And before that, I was just feel depressed and lonely and unloved. But ever since I came to church, I can actually say that I'm genuinely happy and that the love of God has filled my life. Wow, clap for Samantha for sharing such a powerful testimony. Would you like more? One more? Okay, let's welcome our sister Oyin to give a testimony. Wow. Wow. Oyin's very popular, I didn't know. Okay, no problem. Wow. Wow. You have a lot of friends. Oyin! What do you do in church? My name is Oyin and I'm part of the Greenwich Bacenta. Greenwich Bacenta. Okay. And what's your testimony about? Um, my testimony is about how God used Bishop and other people in the church to pull me out of a dark place and be happy again. Wow. To yeah. pull you out of a dark place. Of a very dark okay, place. Okay, so tell us about the dark place. Um, so my testimony goes back about a couple of years ago. I was in... Um, Birmingham I was in first love there and I was really happy my life was working I was serving in the church like I didn't really have much to complain about in life I would go to church I'll come home things were working I came to London I graduated by the grace of God I got a grad job everything was making sense but then I felt like I was becoming complacent so it's almost like the work I was doing there I was just around I wasn't really active in church and I didn't know that by doing that Matthew 6.33 was no longer working in my life well done Matthew 6.33, stop working. It's not working. So explain to us what you mean by Matthew 6.33, not working. So when the Bible is saying that you need to seek first the kingdom of God and every other thing will follow, it's like I stopped seeking first the kingdom of God, so every other thing did not follow anymore. Wow. So within a year, the grad job that was a blessing from God, me and my manager had a good relationship. Our relationship just started deteriorating. I lost that job. I was out of work for a couple of months. And things were just not making sense. And I just remember, at the time, Healthy Marcella, she came on a visitation to my house. And I just thought, they've come again. Like, honestly, I was, I was like, oh, here we go again. But now looking back in retrospect, the words that she spoke into my life that day, it really lifted my spirit. I started coming to church more. And it didn't, it didn't stop there. It didn't stop there. Pastor Emmanuel saw me and he just said, I want you to be in a basenta. I would have never thought of putting myself in a basenta. And by the grace, I joined the Greenwich Basenta. And although I still didn't have a job, I was happier and life was working. And then the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake. Tell your neighbor, the icing on the cake. The icing on the cake. What's the icing on the cake? I was just sitting in church one day and I remember Bishop was just walking through and he just said, Oyen, see me after. And I knew I I wasn't in trouble, but it's a blessing. Bishop is saying, see me after. So I thought I'll see Bishop after. I waited. Rebecca was telling me, not now. You have to wait. I said, I'll wait. And I went in there and it was only five minutes and half of it I spent crying. But after the two and a half minutes, Bishop just literally stood up, put his hands on me and he said that you are blessed. You're going to give a testimony. And I've never given a test. I've been in London for three years. I've never given a testimony here. And um, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to hold on to these words. I took those words home and I prayed and I prayed. That same week, the jobs that were rejecting me for eight months, nine months, one of them called me on the Friday and said, can you start on Monday? No interview. No interview. And then, while while I was at that job, I got another call for another job. You are at the job. And then, that same day, so I got three offers. 
Whilst before that, I had no offers at all. For eight months. For eight months. I thought you'd be screaming and clapping. Wow. Wow. So, Oyen, for anybody else that is here and feels like they're stuck in a rut or they're in a dark place, how would you encourage them? I would really say, guys, honestly, like you are around a great unit of people. People here actually care about you. If someone's talking to you, it means that they care about you. If you're in a dark place, open up, pray to God, trust that he will complete whatever he started in your life. Wow. It will work. Wow, it will work. Are you receiving it? Beautiful. Even I'm encouraged. I think you should be clapping more. Wow.
Brother. 
They said they're sure, okay. So don't be afraid. Well, we've we come sure. to the most. Pardon? We are not sure. Hey! Okay. We are praying about it. Uh, yeah. Ladies, you have to keep your promise, okay? I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Okay. Our hope is in God. Wow. You may take your seats. Well, we've come to the most important time of the service. How many of you were at Come last week? And you've come back today, haven't you? Are you ready to receive? Are you excited? Are you full of faith? Then let's welcome our pastor, Bishop Richard to Jesus every hand lifted up Father thank you for your great grace and your great mercy guide us through your word once again let your word bring direction 
Let it bring light. Let it bring hope. And let it bring instruction, Lord. Thank you for the blessing of coming into your presence. Let your Holy Spirit be with us today. Thank you for this great blessing, Lord. Let your perfect will be done in this service. I give you thanks and I give you praise for the blessing and the opportunity to share your word. In Jesus' name I pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. Hallelujah. Okay, so Ephesians chapter 4, we've been sharing on making full proof of your ministry or fulfilling your ministry. Okay, so I want to continue with that. How many of you remember that that's what we've been talking about? How many of you remember? How many of you don't remember? How many of you don't know? How many of you speak English? Okay, no problem. We've been talking about making full proof of your ministry. So we're continuing on sharing on making full proof of your ministry. Hallelujah. And um, I believe that we are all going to be in the ministry and work for God and serve God. So Ephesians chapter 4 and I'm reading from verse 10. He that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might fill all things. Is everybody in church? Are you here? Are you with me? Are you reading the Bible? Okay. You must have your own Bibles too. Okay. You must have your own Bibles and be reading from your Bible because as we read the scriptures, you will find that some scriptures will minister to you. You might need to underline it, highlight it, remember it, do something to so you remember where that verse is. So you must have your own Bibles. Okay? Is that David? Okay. Good to see you, David. So, make sure that you have your own Bibles when you come to church. Have your own Bible on an iPad, tablet, EPad, VPad, CPad, QPad, RPad, First Love Pad, any, any pad. Yes. Yes. Make sure you have it. Whatever you have, have it so you can underline, highlight, do anything you want to do to it so that you always remember verses. You remember where they are and it will be easy for you to find. Okay, so verse 11. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some, if how many of you know people that are called apostles? Apostle. Apostle this, apostle that. How many of you know somebody called apostle? And then Prophet. How many of you know someone called prophet? Prophet this, prophet that, prophet that, prophet that. More people seem to know prophets than uh, <laughs> apostles. Okay. And then some evangelists. How many of you know someone called evangelist? You know evangelist? Okay. And then some pastors. How many of you know someone called pastors? Pastors. LP. LP. PC. PQ. PT. P.E. P.V. Elps. Yes. So that's it. You know pastors, isn't it? It looks as though you know pastors. It looks like you know pastors and you know prophets. Okay, let's try teachers. How many of you know teachers? 
the teachers at understanding campaign. I hope they are teachers though, but I mean. Yeah. I mean, if you're a teacher, you should know, you should know scriptures. So I hope I could walk up to one of them and they can just quote any scripture I ask them and explain it. Yeah. Study to show yourself approved. Rightly dividing the word of truth. That's the proof of a teacher. Wow. Anyway, let's get on with life before problems, problems start in the church. So, he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. You also that you've met one or two or three of these people. Okay, verse 12. So, there's a reason why he gave us all these powerful people you see walking on the earth. For the perfecting of the saints. Perfecting means maturing, growing up. Okay, not, um, not like perfect, like there's no fault. But perfecting means maturing, maturing in the faith. So you have pastors, you have teachers, you have evangelists, you have prophets, you have apostles. So that you will grow up in the faith. You will mature in the faith. They are not there, they are not there for you to become millionaires. Hmm. You seem quiet about that point. That's not, that, that's not the main reason. I mean, you will prosper. You will do well. But that's not the main reason. That's not the main calling. Okay, yeah. That's why we don't spend our time teaching you. Uh, even though somebody said our church is full of bankers and businessmen. But that's not why. We don't even know where they got that revelation from. But no problem. They should live with it. But that's not the main, the main thrust if, it, if, it's even, it's, if it's even part of it. Because when I say main, it's as though it's there, but it's not supposed to, you know, be the main thing to be talked about. But I don't even know whether it falls part, part of what a pastor or an apostle or an evangelist is supposed to be doing. We're supposed to be perfecting the saints. That is, making the saints mature and grow up for the work of the ministry. If you're going to do the work of the ministry, you, it means you need training. You need training. You need growing up. A baby Christian can't do the work of the ministry. A baby Christian can't do it. It's not for, it's not for a novice or an immature person. You need to grow up. You need to mature. You understand mature or mature? You need to mature, grow up. You need to be growing up. And so the duty, my duty, the duty of the pastors and the, whatever we have is to make sure that you also mature, you grow up, you develop. There's nobody who knows everything and has everything. That's a dangerous person. Someone who has stopped learning is a dangerous person. Because the fact that you even say that you can't learn, you don't want to learn, means that you know nothing. That's the proof that you know nothing. That's what the scripture says. The scripture says that he that thinks that he knows everything doesn't need to learn more actually knows nothing. So when you hear, when you hear someone even putting himself above others, thinking that he's better, knows better, is more experienced, more mature, it means that that particular person is a very immature, childish person. Because the more you know, if you're, you, you even become more humble. Because you will discover that you don't know much. 
when you know more, you tell yourself that, oh, I didn't know. I thought I knew, but I didn't know. So it means that there is, you discover there's more to know. There's more that you can know. But when you hear someone who can judge, they say, oh, these people, these people, this one, this one. So you don't, you don't, you don't know anything. So it's the work to, uh, did you see this verse? If any man think that he knoweth anything, he knoweth nothing, yet as he ought to know. Wow. It's a scripture, isn't it? So, um, what was I saying? For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry. Church, when we come to church, you are supposed to be trained, trained, taught, preached to. For the work of the ministry, so that you will do the work of the ministry. So that you will do the work of the ministry. What is the work of the ministry? Saving of souls. More souls. More souls. More souls should be saved. More souls should be established. That's the work of the ministry. There are other, th- other side effects of being around in church, you know. Blessings, nice job, passing exams, finding a beloved, getting married. These are like side effects. Side effects that we enjoy. Yes, we're, we're at a wedding. It's not the main thing. It's not the main thing. I pray that one day, every Saturday, we'll have a wedding. I pray, every pray that we'll have two weddings on, on, on the weekend. Two weddings, three weddings, seven weddings. Yes, but it's because we are in the training school. That's where we meet each other and we marry each other. So that we can remain undefiled members of Christ's body. Because we don't have self-control. So you marry. When you don't have self-control, you marry. Otherwise, you become a defiled member of Christ's body because you will always be tripping and tipping over and doing, um, doing, I don't know what you'll be doing. So when we're reading out the vows, one of the reasons we give why you must marry, we say that so that those who don't have self-control and nobody has, I've not met the person who has self-control yet. I didn't meet Paul. He was the only one who did, I know, did not get married. I met Paul and Jesus. Jesus also didn't get married. Yes. Which perhaps is the example we should have followed. But we've all failed. We've all fallen short. <laughs> we, could, we couldn't. We, could, we couldn't. We couldn't at all. I mean, we couldn't have. It's a very, very dangerous mind to have that. I won't get married. Very, very dangerous. We couldn't have. I mean, couldn't have. We're following our Savior. But I probably said, uh, Savior. Savior. I can't. You see, I don't know that you followed somebody and you got to where say, hey, look, I can't. I can't. One day I was flying somewhere. I can't remember which country I was going to, but I was transiting in. I was, you'll be there, okay. <laughs> but I was transiting through Hong Kong. So when I got there, when we landed, our flight was delayed before we arrived in Hong Kong. So at the doors of the flight was my name and two other guys that the other flight is about to take off. But this guy, this, uh, what do you call someone from Hong Kong? You don't know. Okay. Find out. When you find out, tell me later. 
quiet, quiet. This guy was standing there, not so tall, very slim with our names. So he got all three of us that he said, flight, moving soon. We have to run. So I said, no problem. Let's run. And he started moving. The guy moves, he moves, he moves like, he moves, he, he moves like a car. So let's go, just a... Before I realized, he was gone. So now I looked at the other guys with me. And they were panting. So I just said, look, we have to pick up. So we caught up with him. Then we went up. First escalator. Second. Third. Then he moved. Look. (laughs) Another set of escalators. Up like that. By the time he was approaching the second one. You see, because each, each one of them explaining to you, we don't stand on it to go up. We jog up with our luggage, with our hand luggage. And he just, he just had a card and he's going. Look, by the time he got to the second flight of escalators, I stood. When he turned around to look at him, I said to him that, I can't. I can't run again. I can't. If the flight likes, it should go. I can't. It's not my fault. I can't. I can't. I can't. I, I can't. I said, I can't do it. I can't do it. And I looked at my older brothers. I could see that they were very pleased with me that I'm speaking on their behalf. I'm speaking on their behalf. I said, we can't. we'll get there. They said, yeah. I said, yeah. Yeah, mate. We'll get there. I said, yes. We'll get there. We stood. We stood. We can't. If they are waiting for us, they should wait. They can't run. They should wait. They sent you to come and call us. We are coming. They are coming. Anyway, I remember that example to tell the son that oh, you have follow it. I said, no, this standard is too high. You can't. Paul, Paul didn't marry. So you also they said that you, you won't marry. And you, you know yourself. You know yourself. It's true, Jesus didn't marry. Maybe we all shouldn't have, but something. Can you? <laughs> you can't. Something. I don't think you can. I'll never, I'll never, I'll never suggest that to you. So I can say it to Alabama, not to Samson. <laughs> I don't think you can. Can you? Mm, oh, yes, I'm right. So, take me back to my verse. So, for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and then for the what? Edif- edifying means building. So, as a King Jason, you read, it's like you can't understand what is being, it's being said, but it means building, building of the body of Christ. Body of Christ is the church. Body of Christ is the body of church. So, so this, this is the duty and this is the work that we have to be doing. We have to be training. Every time you come to church, tell yourself, it's a training session. I'm going to be trained to become a better Christian, a better saint, a better believer. Saint, saint is Christian. Saint is Christian. Saint is not people who have died and have become statues in, um, on the streets or somewhere. No, a saint is a believer. 
That's who a saint is. When you say saint, you mean someone who is a believer, someone who is a Christian. So we are saints. We are the saints of God. Yes. So, so he said that it's, it's for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. That is for the building of the church, the building, the winning of souls, winning more souls, establishing more souls, following up, visiting, establishing people in the faith. Establishing. Whilst we are busy doing the work of the ministry, other things are added. You know, like the lady was sharing the testimony, Matthew 6.33, it says that, Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. All these, all the things that you've been dreaming about. How many of you have dreams? How many of you have desires? Things you like to see in your life? Yeah, it will be added. Just, just follow God. Follow God. Follow God. All these things shall be added. It will just, it will just, it's like, it's like they are throwing something into your life. Just throw something and just throw something in. You know, sometimes when you meet a kind person, you are buying something. They throw extras in. Yes. Yes. Like the other day, we went out. We went out to went out for a meal. When we finished, then the waiter said, "He said uh, he'll give us a bottle of wine. It's on the house." And we said, "Oh, a bottle of wine." I mean, we speak in tongues. So, what else? I mean, what else do you have? What else do you have that can be that can be on the house? So he said, "Anything? Would you mention anything?" So we chose coffee, tea, other things. That one was extra. It was extra. We didn't pay for that one. We just drank our coffees and our teas and our whatnot. Extra. We just threw it in. So the Bible. So, but we didn't go there. We didn't go there with longing eyes. Can we have three cups of coffee? No. We did something else. We did the main thing. Then afterwards, he said, "No, these guys are nice people. What can I give to you?" The first thing that came to his mind was, "I want to give you, you know." What he thinks everybody likes. He's not seen our type before, but we said, oh, we, we can't. We, it's not that we are perfect or we are good. It's just, oh, we can't have this one. Can we have something else? No, of course. Choose anything else. Choose anything else I'll give to you. So here God is saying that seek first the kingdom of God and all the other things that you've been laboring for, working for, fasting for, it will be added. It's a, it's a, it's a faster route for blessings to work for God. To do the work of the ministry. It's a faster route for your blessings and for favor and for God's help. It's a faster route than to live, living your life that, hey, I want to drive a Mercedes by all means. Those things can even make you into a thief. Yes. Yes. Those visions can rather, it can turn you into something else. But seek to please God. Mercedes? You will have six packs in your car, you know your house, you don't even know which one to choose. You have one for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Fridays. If that is what makes you happy, if that's what makes you happy, if that's what makes you happy. Do you know do you know something about life? Let me tell you something about life. Let me tell you something about life. Let me give you an advice. One of the one of the dangers of life is what you don't have. Or what you've never had or what you've never experienced is one of the greatest temptations in life. Everybody seems to be fighting for what they've never had before. Those who have had some things before, experienced some things before, you see that it's not a big deal for them. It's not a big deal. That's why I say, you want six messages? You can have it. 
Someone will be wondering, what is Mercedes? Perhaps all their life, the only thing they've known is that there's always a car in their, in their home. So their dream and their vision is not to have a, like a, have to have a car. To take where? Why, I mean, well, but you see, it's, it's a need in you. So you have to be very mindful of things like, because those things can guide you in this life. You can be guided by what you lack. When the serpent came into the garden, that's why he said to them, if you eat of this fruit, you'll be like God. Then he asked them a question, did God tell you not to eat from it? Did he tell them no, should they eat? He said, that's the thing you should be eating. Because they had everything except this one. That's what the, the enemy used. So what you don't have in your life is always the thing that Satan throws at you. Can you say you don't have this? Can you say you don't have this? Fight for this. Work for this. Be guided by this. A lot of people are guided by things they don't have that they want to have. They would like to have. Even when it's not necessary. They want it. They want it badly. They want it badly. I mean badly. Even when they don't need it. You see, blessed people. People who are very blessed. But they are, instead of counting their blessing, they are counting things that they don't have. And getting themselves depressed. So, well, that's just by the way that be careful about things that, you know, um, are not there yet. Don't be guided by that. Be guided by God, the word of God, and the Holy Spirit. Not by things that you don't have. You are married and your, your husband, um, um, what, what, what doesn't he do? What would you like him to do that he doesn't do? What are some of the things in the Be Nice song? Spend some money. Yes, take it out. Maybe you've been married, I don't know how many years. Your husband has never taken you out before. Don't be depressed about it. Yes, don't be depressed. I'm not saying that. Are you, are you listening to me? I'm not saying he shouldn't take you out. He should take you out. But he hasn't done it. He hasn't done it. Or you have a parent who hasn't done some things for you before. And then you see your friends talking about what they have, what they don't have. This, don't, you see, don't be guided by that thing. Even pray for yourself that when you also become a parent, you will do it. And then also be careful when you start doing things because your parents didn't do it. it it's a trap. Have you read about Solomon? Solomon looked at his father. He said, Daddy, you see, Daddy, he went to commit adultery with my mother. He went to commit adultery. That first child died. And then daddy made an arrangement and married mommy. That's how I was born. So me, anything that I see that is nice, I'll marry that thing. Yes, that was Solomon. It's like I'm going to do everything that my dad got wrong. I'm going to do it right. So he ended up with 1,000 women. And in his old age, I listen to me carefully. In his old age, the Bible says that his wives turned his heart away from God. Yes. His wife turned his heart away from God. He started off by, I don't want to fall into the sin of my father. Daddy was this. I will never be that. 
could be the opposite. It's not, it's, it's not a good parameter to follow. Follow God. Follow the Bible. Follow the Holy Spirit. Don't follow what you think your father couldn't do or your mother couldn't do. That is not the guide. It's not the guide of life. It's not the thing to guide you. So that's to guide you and to show you what to do, what is right, what is not right. That is not what, that's not what is right and what is wrong. What is wrong? What do you find it in the Bible? And allow the Holy Spirit. So Solomon, he followed, that's what he followed. He followed what his father said. Like my daddy, you know, daddy was, was into sisters. He doesn't want to be into, into sisters. And then as he's growing up, he found out that, no, he's also a man. He likes, he likes anything that looks nice. So he started, when he sees it, he said, instead of doing what my father, I'll marry, me, I'll marry. He said, that's self-righteousness. So he started collecting them. Anything from any country, from any village, from any town. He started collecting. He just collected. But he thought the only sin in this world is adultery. There are other, there are other problems. Perhaps other higher problems. The, adult, the adulterous man was called a man after God's own heart. Yes. Yeah. He, he, his heart was turned away to, for after God. He, beca- he, became, he became someone who started worshipping idols. His father in his one sin was still singing, singing sounds to God and loving God. Hmm. You'll be there. You'll be there. Yes, you'll be there. You'll be there. Don't worry, you'll be there. You also wear red and come. Yes, don't worry. You'll be there. So anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Yes. These but they are not thinking about us. We are not in their plans at all. So, so let, let's concentrate on ourselves, okay? Yes. 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 So, we need, we need, I'm talking to you about fulfilling the ministry. We need to fulfill the ministry. To remember that I need to learn. I need to learn how to work for God. How to serve God and not to be distracted by things. Things that are missing in my life. That shouldn't become your profession. And the, and, and the thing that has engaged you, I need to have this. I need to get that. Mommy never married. I must marry. Daddy never did this. I must do that. This is like this. My friends are like this. No, that is, that, these are not the things to engage you in life. The things to engage you is the work of the ministry. Seek God. Seek God. Make God your aim and your target. Make God Keep your eyes on God that I'm serving you, God. God, I am serving you. I'm following you. I'm working for you. I'm laboring for you. I'm getting souls saved in your names. More souls saved. More souls saved. I don't know why people don't like soul winning. It's a, it's a spirit of deception. But souls must be saved. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. This is the sole duty of a Christian. This is the sole duty of a Christian. For souls to be saved. For souls to be saved. In your life as a Christian, there should be someone 
or people that you can point us and say, I led these people to Christ. I led these, I led them away from hell to heaven. It is, it is, it must be your dream, your dream and your strongest passion and your strongest desire that I led this person to Christ. I led this person to Jesus. I led this person to Jesus. It's different from, it's different from, I brought this person to church. Jesus first, then church. Uh-huh. Yes. Jesus first, then church. church. So this person in the church, I led him to Christ. Not I brought him to church. He must be saved. He must be saved. Yeah. So anyway, that's the work of the ministry. Colossians 4.17 It says that, and say to Archippus, take heed to the ministry. You understand the ministry? We're talking about the ministry, the work of the ministry. Take heed to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord, that thou fulfillest. Somebody say, hey, I haven't received a ministry. No, you have. You, have, you just haven't discussed. That's, that's what I'm pointing out to you today, that you have the same ministry. If you are saved, you are in church. That is God's plan for you. It's a journey. It's a journey. It's a journey. God has, you've started the journey. Start, as so I'm showing you, the things you have to start looking out for in, on this journey is your ministry. What can I do for God? What can I do for the Lord? Where can I be used for the Lord? Where can I be effective for the Lord? These are the things you have to start looking out for. Right from day one that you enter the church. Right from day one. Right from day one. You have to start sniffing out. So, what can I do? It looks like, it looks like there's, there's work that I can do that I haven't even started. You even have to feel like you are late. Ah. Take heed to the work of the, to the ministry which thou hast received in the Lord. That thou fulfill it. So on this beautiful journey, this beautiful journey in this beautiful place of working for the Lord, we need, we need to discover the signs and the things that will guide us and keep us, keep us on this beautiful road of working for God and serving God. The first thing we looked at are our desires desires. You have a thousand desires but one of them loves God. One of the channels on Desire TV is God. It's God. Forget about the other channels. Don't be distracted by I feel like this. I have this feeling. I had this feeling. Look, man is a spirit. He lives in a body and he has he has what? A soul. Yes. If you're, if you're in this body, you have feelings. How many of you have feelings? Secret feelings. Feelings you can't discuss with anybody. Feelings you don't want anybody to know about. How many of you have it? Yes. Look, it's even evidence to you that you are human. How can you not have it? I mean, how can you not have it? If you tell me you don't have it, I'll be afraid of you. I feel you're not, you're not real. You're, I mean, there's, there's something wrong with you. Maybe you need checkup. I don't know whether you need MRI or whatever. I mean, you need something. So there are desires, but you don't follow all the desires. He's followed a, a particular desire. That's how come he got married yesterday. It's a desire. It's a desire. She also had a desire. 
I'm sure she prayed about it. Did you not pray? Hey, she prayed. She prayed. Father, keep his eyes on me. Oh God. Oh God. As the church is growing, more beautiful ones are coming. Oh Lord. Oh Lord. Let him dream about my dimples. It's a desire. It's a desire. So there are different desires. Don't focus on the bad ones and feel that because I feel this way, God doesn't like me. No, God knows you. God knows you. God knows you're human. God, know, God knows the house he placed you in. Have you not rented a house and then you see a problem, you call the landlord and the landlord is not panicking because he knows what he knows the problems in the house. He knows. That's why he doesn't react. That's, that's why he doesn't, he doesn't shout out or, or argue or anything. He just says, okay, okay, I'll get someone to come and look at because he knows. He knows what is there. He knows what is there. He knows what is in the house. He knows what is there. That's why he doesn't react and argue. He knows it. God knows that dust thou art. He knows that you are dust. You have things. You have mistakes. But he still likes you. Are you wiser than God? He was, we're not wiser than God. We don't know why he, he chooses men. But he still chooses men. He could have used angels. We don't know why he doesn't use angels. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why. There could be a reason. But he, he, seems, to, he seems to be interested in men. And he used human beings. If an angel came to witness to you, would you, you, you run away. You run. You run. You don't even listen to you. You run. Because some of them are huge, huge, huge creatures. Huge. Yeah. Imagine you are in your bed and then suddenly your roof is going off. Then this tall person stand there telling you that Tomorrow, come to church, okay? Hey, you collapse. Collapse. And then when he finishes, he just puts the roof back on. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, your heart, your heart, your heart will be beaten. Yes. I just, do you need seats? Do you need more seats? That you can get seats. I have, I have people who wouldn't mind coming to sit by me here. Just tell us, how many seats do you need? Yes. No, sit down. God will bless you people. Do you know that? Yes, because you, you're humble. Yes. I've been praying that the greater love crowd will become like you, that you also offer their chairs quickly. Yes, but... But they still feel... They still feel like aunties more often than not. Anyway, listen, listen to me. Let's, let's continue. So, desires. The next thing I want to talk to you today about, the next uh, 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 indicator of the love of God that you need now, are you with me? Is of, the, of, of fulfilling the ministry is love for God. Love. You must love the Lord. You must respond to the love of God. Respond to the love of God. Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse 5. You must respond to the love of God. So I'm talking to you about the love of God. 
love. The love of God. Love that comes from God. Let's respond to the love of God. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. If you love God like this, you will never suffer from a broken heart because all the love is given to God. What do you have next to give to that man who says he will marry you? There's nothing finished. You just say, you just say look, 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 I like you. I, I love you, but you know, I just have, I just, I don't have anything left. Let's just be happy on earth. I've given everything to God. Your disappointments will be few. Some of you gave a lot of love to a man and he ran away with it. He took your love plus his love and he gave it to another girl. But the scripture says that love the Lord thy God with all thine heart. All of your heart. All of your heart. All of your heart. All. All. All of your heart. And all of your soul. And all of your mind. That's your strength. 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 You see, you see, when you think, when you think carefully, when you think carefully about the Bible and scriptures, you see that we don't love God enough. Yes. You see, we haven't loved him enough. You see sisters who can't continue following God because of disappointment in relationships. They can't. They, act, they actually can't. It's like if this relationship with this guy is not going to continue, then God is finished with you. They actually can't. It's a reflection. See, I have, I have a lot of respect for people because I've been pastoring for a while, so I know what people have been through. To see people who have been through different, disappointed, but they are still there for God. You can say that they have a hold on God. It's like there's pain, there's hurt. Because you are human, you will feel it. But it's like they, they are holding on to God. And I've seen another set who pain. No more God. No more God. No more God. Our sister told me, eat donut kebab. <laughs> or look for another man and start jumping on him. <laughs> so you see that when you see such a person, when you see such a person, a man is his God. A man is his God. Yes, a man is his God. But the scripture says that love the Lord thy God. So your love for God or God's, God's love for you. Because um, the next point is respond to the love of God. God's love for you is an indicator to you of the work of the ministry. Follow that love. Follow that love. Pursue that love. Believe in that love. Believe that God loves you. God has loved you to be in church and to be saved. He has loved you. He has loved you. You can't, compare, you can't compare God to man. Ooh, please. Hmm. First John 4. Verse 16. And we have known and believed that the love that God has to us. We have known and believed the love that God has to us. 
How many of you have known and believed the love that God has for us? God is love. And he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God. And God in him. So you see, you must know and understand God's kind of love for you. You see, there are levels levels of love. There are levels of love. Let me give you two levels of love. Two, so I can move on. First level of love, first level of love is where the scripture says that greater love has no man than this. Greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friend. John 15, 13, greater love. So it's almost like this one, perhaps don't try it because you can't do it. I mean, hardly, scarcely will you see a righteous man offering to die for his friend. Scare me. It's, I don't know whether you've heard it of anything like that before, that I'll die for you. No. They only say when they are trying to tell us, I love, I, I want to, I mean, it's like, I'll die. He, he won't die for you. He won't die for you. Nobody is going to die for no Nero. He's <laughs> not going to die for you. So this is, this is a very high kind of love. That's to say, greater love has no man than this, that a man should lay down his life for his friend. John 15, 13. This is the kind of love that Jesus had for us. He laid down his life for us, shed his blood for us, died a painful, disgraceful kind of death for us. For us. Human beings, when people have faults or something, we even try to separate ourselves from them. Hmm. Greater love. Then the next kind of, next level, next level, which, which we fit in, is Revelation chapter 2, verse 4. Wow. It says, and nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee. Because thou hast left thy first love. That's the name of our church. First love. It's to remind us of our first love. Verse 5. Remember therefore from whence thou art fallen. And and repent. And do the first works. Or else I will come unto thee quickly. And remove thy candlestick out of his place. Except thou repent. So first love seems to go with first works. If you want to know someone's first love, his first works. The things he was doing when he first got saved. When he first fell in love with God. Say, God, I love you. God, I'm with you. What were the things that you were doing? Do you remember yourself? The not so new members. When you first came around, it's a first love. Wow, what a church. What a nice church. Talking all the time, around all the time, helping, contributing, working, dancing for God, singing for God. Uh, uh, what do you call them? First film stars doing things for God. See, those are your first works. There's always first works when there's first love. And when you fall away from your first love, the proof you are falling out that you're falling away from your first love is that you are falling away from your first works. 
you don't do the things that you used to do. You don't do them anymore. You don't do it anymore. You found, you found reasons and excuses why you don't want to join the ministry. You don't want to do this. You don't want to do that. I mean, you found good, good reasons. Look, but what it means is that you have fallen away from your first love. It's like relationships. You remember when, I mean, those of you who are married, you remember the first, the first love? So sweet. So nice. He, did, he didn't have a nice voice, but he even used to sing for you. His voice was not nice, but I used to tell him that you're enjoying the song. You used to, you used to laugh at every... Even when he wasn't cracking a joke, you were, you were laughing. The, so, the sound of your voice on the phone were giggles. It was like music. That's, that's his voice was like music to your ears. But now, 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 now. Hey! You've become strict mama. It's only your children who praise you. Sweet mama, poor lover. Let's go and interview papa. Papa, what is your portion? Papa will say, oh, we are, we are cohabiting. It's, that, it's like we are in the house with another tenant. No care, no interest, no affection, nothing. the songs are written for you to counsel you to speak to you sweet mama poor lover because it gets to a certain you see the children are very happy with mommy they are very very happy with her she still has energy and affection for them but go and ask daddy who asked daddy the last time he was asked how are you or will you eat yes ask him Ask him. Or open your eyes and see. You see that he cooks for himself. Shine your eyes and look. You see that he cooks for himself. You see that they sleep in separate rooms. Like, that's what I said. Cohabiting. Like, they're like their tenants. But if, they, if that's how it has been from the beginning, you wouldn't have been born. Yes. They were all over each other like smallpox or measles. Yes. But as first love has dwindled and dried up, the works. You see, because when you say, Do you love your husband? Say, Oh, yes, of course. Of course. They do even ask, Well, I don't know whether he loves me. I mean, I like him. I really like him. It's not, it's not a faith confession. It is seen by the works. By the works. When you see a child that says, Mommy's room, Daddy's room, first love has dried out. Mommy's room. What would you, what would you do if you lived in a one bed apartment? That's why you see that Daddy sleeps in the sofa. In the name of he's doing some work. Yes. Ask them, they just married. Ask them whether they have daddy's room and mommy's room. Ask them. They will say, God forbid. God forbid. They will even speak in tongues and the interpreter will be God forbid. 
to see Kappa Shandeli be Kappa. You say, what picture what are you asking? Yes. I'm, I am. <laughs> yeah. First love. So you see, you, you have to maintain and battle for your first love for God. You have to fight for it and keep it. And keep it. And keep it. Never, never, never allow yourself to be retired. Never. Stand fast in your place and your position. Always show passion for God. And for the work of God and for the things, the thing you've got, the opportunity you've got to do for God. You see, when you first got it, you were so happy, so excited, so excited. I've got this. This sometimes with time. It's almost like now we have to beg you to do something for God. The only thing that it means is that your first love is going. Offenses, there will be offenses. Then you are the only one who has been offended. I've also been offended. I also should have left first love and gone back to the other place. But I'm here. Then you are the one who has been offended. I've been offended. Disappointed. I've been disappointed before. By, by you people. But I'm still here. I'm still here. I'm holding on. I'm, proving, I'm trying to prove to you that I'm not here. I'm not here essentially because of you. I'm here essentially because of God to fulfill my ministry and my love for God. That's why I'm still here. That's why I'm here. Yes. I'm holding on to God. Nice ones, people I have cared for, love, been interested in. They've walked away from me, walked away. Some have been cheeky, rude, whatever, gone. But you see, I'm still holding on to God. I'm still holding on to God. I have to hold on to God. And not to say, hmm, these people. Hmm. No, I'm still holding on to God. I'm still there with God. There with God. There for God. You have to fight and battle for your first love. First love for God. Then you're on your journey. You're continuing your journey to fulfill your ministry. Otherwise, you can be bumped out. No bump. Things will bump you out. You'll be bumped off. There are things, there are things that are bumping, bumping off. If you can't, you are off. Hold on to the love. Respond to God's love. Respond to his love. First thing I want to tell you about responding to the love of God. Are you still here or you've left? Yeah. I mean, if you're understanding love. I think you should understand love. I think you understand love already. Yes. Hmm. You understand love, isn't it? Number one. I'll show you how to respond to God's love. And how his love will guide you into his will. Number one. Love tells you that you cannot wait till you are old. Love makes you act now. People in love, you don't, you don't, they don't need a lot of guidance. They do things and they do it now. Scarcely will you see a brother or a sister coming to ask you that. I've seen this sister. I think I like her. I've spoken to her a few times. Said, no, by the time they come to you, they are telling you that we are in. Yes. Yes. You see, there's a difference between asking for advice and giving information. 
Yes. If you give me information, I'll say, wow. Or I'll say, okay. If you ask for advice, I'll talk. But there are two different things. What people do is that they tell you, it's like, I am informing you. That I am in. I've dived in or I'm in. I'm swimming. We've been having lunches. We've been eating. We've been going for walks on the riverbank. Riverview walks. It's different. It's different from what do you think or what do you know? Because, because of data protection, I can't tell you everything about everybody. Yes, oh, data protection. <laughs> yes. But when people are, they act now. When you, if you love God, you don't wait. You don't wait to show your love for God when you have expired. Spent all your energy, your time, everything on foolish things, useless things. Then now it's like you are coming to God. No, it's now. Whilst you are young, whilst you are fresh, give God, give God the best part of your life. Best part. Jeremiah chapter chapter two. Jeremiah chapter two, and verse two. Go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem, saying, "When you when you go to Israel, you understand. You, I think, yes." One of the things that happened to me on this last trip is that I think it made me understand Jeremiah more. Yeah. Jeremiah. Because it's like, it's like, it's like you've chosen someone. I like you. I like you people. Or I like you. And the person is not responding. And you can see, you can see that from history. They don't, res- they are not responding to the love of God. And God is always trying, trying. I don't know whether you've liked somebody who didn't respond before. Or the person is not responding. You don't even know what to do. It's like you like this one. And she, she, she's ignoring you. And then the one that you don't like is the one who is always smiling at you. Jeremiah chapter 2 verse 2 he says that go and cry in the ears of Jerusalem saying thus saith the Lord I remember thee I remember you I remember thee the kindness of thy youth so it's, it's, it's it's like when we're younger when we're beloveds when we first got married it's like, I remember your kindness. Love goes with kindness. There's kindness in love. Not wickedness. Wickedness is harming someone. When you know that this person likes this and you withhold it from the person, it's wickedness. Hmm? He said, I remember you. I remember you, the kindness of thy youth, the love of thine espousals. When thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in other words, when I didn't have anything, you were coming after me. Oh, it's a lanky, lean student. No job, nothing. Or had odd jobs here and there. You came after me, you liked me. Say, I remember, I remember. 
Because you remember, it will help, it will help you, it will help you even like someone. That this person is not a gold digger. When I don't have anything, she likes me. She's with me. She's happy around me. They say one of the ugly things in life is someone demanding money, gifts. It's one of the ugly things in relationships. I remember a lady who came to say, and unfortunately, she came with a pastor who was a lady pastor. They came to see me. I was, I was, look, till today, don't tell them that I told you. I was so disgusted. Lady pastor and madam, do you know what their problem was? It's her birthday. And the beloved, I think has just sent her a card or something. And both of them opened their big lips saying that that's how I feel. Don't let me tell you so you say you join me. Saying that he has a good job, he works in a bank or whoever has a lot of money, he could have even bought an iPad. Lady pastor, lady pastor and a girl. You see, when I see her today and her disappointment in the marriage, I'm not surprised. Because the signs have been there from day one. Just beloved, you buy an iPad. I said to them, I said to them, never. I said, you are even lucky he gave you a card. He shall send you a WhatsApp with a, with a heart that is breathing. <laughs> yeah, he shall send you a WhatsApp. With a, with a, even the, he shouldn't use a red heart. He should use a blue one. A blue heart. has not married you, you are already making demands. And LP has come with it. But you see, he's saying that when thou wentest after me in the wilderness, in a land that was not sown, that means that there's no expectation of a harvest. There's no hope for a harvest. There's no hope for riches, success, prosperity. There's nothing. But there was love. But there was love. Say, I remember that. It's it's a good feeling. When we love, we don't have anything. You don't want anything. You don't want anything. I don't want anything with you. I don't want anything. Guys, one of the beautiful relationships you can have is that you are with your beloved. You don't want to sleep with her. Nothing, but you are happy with her. Happy. Just be happy with her. You don't have to be touching her every time. Touch it. Why? Why are you? <laughs> are you a satnav? Are you a satnav? Are you a satnav? Hmm. Don't give a don't give a pressure. Pressure him to say because you see the pressure. Makes her give in because she feels that's how she can keep you. But not that she's a bad girl. It's your pressure. 
And all she needs is a ring on her finger. Don't give her pressure. You can't be, you can't be happy without behaving like a certain half. In 40 meters, 10 left. At the roundabout, take the third exit. (laughs) You have reached your destination road. Your destination is on the left-hand side. (laughs) Please make a U-turn now. As you are young, Respond to the love of God. This is a time to serve God. This is a time to give yourself to God. This is a time to go on missions. This is a time to become a pastor. This is a time. Look at, look at, the, look at your age. Look at the things Satan has thrown at you. Look at how old you were when you first saw things you shouldn't have seen. Yes. And when it gets to God, it's like you are too young. You see, it's, it, it's always, I, I always, I actually laugh. I actually laugh when I see parents come to church to say that we want to go, we want to go and see where you've been going every Sunday. We want to go and see that place. I, I laugh in my head. Inside my head is laughter. <laughs> because sometimes I wish I could tell them, do you know where we picked that child from? <laughs> you were there. When it gets to church, you are coming to see. I, I want, I want to see. I want to see that church. I want to see that church that you have been going to. Let me go. Let me go and see what you people have been told over there. Those, pa- those pastors, they are taking your money. They are taking your money. Do you know what has taken their money and where they have spent their money? Why didn't they wear ripped jeans and follow you to the club? As you are texting them that you are, you are, you are in the library. Yeah. Meanwhile, you are somewhere else. Yeah. When he gets to church, we are, we are coming to return to see um, that place that you've been going. We want to see what you are being told. These pastors, these pastors that have come, they are taking your money. They are taking, it's your money that they are interested in. They are money. Souls are being saved. Daddy, souls are being saved. Your child has a soul that has to be saved. A soul that has to be saved. A soul that has to be saved. You don't know what you've been through. It's a young person. They don't know, isn't it? They know what you've done. And they'll never know, isn't it? I know they'll never know. Yes, I know they'll never know. Those are some of you can't even share your testimony because you're afraid that your father is watching. Yes. Yes. I know a lot of you have testimonies you would like to share. Especially pastor's children. 
Yes, I know. But you are wondering, how can I come and stand here and say, as your parents are watching and preaching, how can you? Yes, I know. You think I don't know? I know. I know. I know pastors' children also have wild testimonies. Yes. <laughs> yes. I know. Charlie, you people, if we are wasting your time, you can leave any time. Today, you don't have to. You don't have to stay to the end today. We understand. We understand. Yes. The way Mide is sitting at the end of his chair is like, I mean, sit down, sit down, sit down. Go and sit. Go and sit down. Guys, sit, 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 sit. Yeah. It's like these things that they are saying. We, I mean, these, but they should, they should just obey. They should just obey the word. Just obey the word. You just obey the word. Tosin looks like, guys, come on, just obey the word, okay? Let's share the grace and go. We have more important things to do than uh, you people. So as of today, you don't have to stay. You can, I mean, you can wave at us and say you'll be back. You'll be back. We'll understand. We'll understand. Won't we understand? We'll understand. Who we'll complain at all? Okay. Number two. Have I given you number two already? Okay, number two. Love tells you to follow God when you are pure and innocent. First Peter 1.22 Seeing you have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren. See that you love one another with a pure heart fervently. You will fulfill the ministry by loving God when you are pure and innocent. Yeah. Again, you see, again, first love is the love you have for God when you are pure and innocent. There's not much calculations. There's not much calculations. You just love God, just want to work for God, just want to serve God. You don't have calculations. Like when you meet an older person, you say he hasn't got first love or he hasn't got pure love. He hasn't got pure love. So there are a lot of calculations. Why are you in the church? Why are you doing this? Why do you want to go on missions? Have you thought about this? The thing is not pure, it's contaminated by experiences of life, by disappointments in life. It's been the love has been affected. Even a relationship with someone who is not pure is different. Even pastoring, even pastoring. Pastoring, you see, there, there are different types of people in the church. There are people who are pure and innocent. When you are pastoring them, it's different from the ones that are not so pure and so innocent. Because the, the not so pure and not so innocent ones, everything you say is interpreted in a different way. You can, you can, you can say something very pastorally 
How are you? The response will be, what do you mean by how am I? What, what are you asking about? What, 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 what are we talking about? But what can we be talking about? What are we talking about? Am I your boyfriend? What can we be talking about? Who am I? Who am I to you? What do you, what do you mean by what are we talking What can we be talking about? Don't let me say nonsense. But you see that people who are not pure, it's difficult to relate and flow. You can't flow with them because things, everything means something else. So you have to be careful. And therefore you end up not enjoying working and serving with such a because the person is not pure. From, from experiences. From experiences. From experiences. Your experience with Jim doesn't mean that John will treat you the same way. That you see, you, you have to know the history of people somewhere before you enter into a relationship with them. Because otherwise, you'll be, you'll be lost and confused. Because you'll be wondering, why am I pouring in so much? And she's not responding. She's had an experience before. And she thinks you are just like, like, like who? Jim or John? Jim. She thinks you are just like Jim. She'll be saying in her head, all of them are the same. All of them are the same. All of them are the same. All of them are like that. All of them are like this. Many years ago, many years ago in the other church, not here, there was a lady. When she comes to church, she sits one, two, three. She sits here. Because that's where the choir, that's where the choir sat. So she sits here. It's here. <laughs> she she looked odd, but she's always there. Very, like, serious, and, you know, like, like Christian. She looks like Christian. <laughs> then one day, the choir pastor said to me that she was just chatting with her and said to her that, oh, wouldn't you like to meet um, Pastor Richard? You know, it's like, say hello, say, introduce yourself. She said, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. So a pastor was surprised. Ah, why? Everybody would like to meet the pastor. How many of you like to meet me? Yes. I thought so. Even those of you who have met me already will want to meet me again. She said, she said what? She said what? No, 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 no. You're not moving. She said no. So the pastor asked her, why? She said, That's why we said she's from another church. So I'm coming from the pastor. I went close to the pastor and this and that happened. I said, hey. I said, hey. Tell that fox. Tell that fox. We don't need, I don't need such people around me. With such minds. Tell that fox. Tell that. Tell that. that tell that crazy crow. <laughs> Yes. So you see, her reaction and the extreme effort to look Christian. It's because she said this. So she feels everybody everywhere is like that. Everybody everywhere is like that. So see, I don't want. I don't want at all. I don't want. I don't go near him. Because as she's sitting down there, she's thinking, the other thing, he's also like that. 
He's also like that. If I go near him, this will happen, that will happen, that will happen. I beg, tell Madame Cece. If I could, I would have even sacked her from the church. If I could. Yes, if I could, I would have asked her to leave. To leave. Leave. Because you've even come too close. Just two, two people behind me. It's too close. Move further. Move further to, to the back where the Asha is standing. Go and sit with them. Yes. Because see, people's experiences affect them too. Their love is not pure. Experience, so if you're, your love for God is not pure. Calculating with God. Thinking. Thinking so much. You can't serve God freely, willingly, happily. But first love is pure love, innocent love. Yes. If you meet somebody with pure love, you really, you really enjoy the fellowship. Nobody is on guard. Nobody is thinking what is going to happen. No, we are happy. We are happy together. We are happy. Nothing will happen. We are happy. We are happy. Nothing will happen. Nothing is going to happen. We are just happy. And we can be happy. Yeah. Mm. Only five people like this point. I can, I can see. May you be pure. When you meet these people who are not pure, wow. Wow. I'm coming to visit you. You are coming where? What for? Is it, these are suspicious people. They say, join a ministry. Why? Do I have to join a ministry? Do I have to do this? There's a history. There's a history. First love has fallen away. Number three, we have to finish now. Love tells you to serve God with passion and energy. Wow. Passion and energy. Passion, love. When there's love, when there's first love, there's passion. And there is energy, energy, energy. You need energy to serve God. You need passion to serve God. Energy. First Corinthians chapter 7. NASB. First Corinthians 7, verse 8. But I say to the unmarried and to the widows that it is good for them if they remain even as, as they are. Though even as I. But if they do not have self-control, let them marry. Let them marry. Like Tosin and Midi. For it is, it is better to marry than to burn with passion. Yes. Love has flames with it. Flames. It burns. It can burn you. It can burn you. It has flames. It has fire. Does it to quench, to quench the fire, marry. You can't imagine how he feels. He feels so free. He feels so free. Suddenly, suddenly, suddenly I'm sure he's feeling that so I can, I, can, I can live, I can serve God happily without having to put out some fires every, every time. It's like, oh God. Oh God, you are my God. Help me, Lord. I'm sure if I ask him today, do you want to go on missions? He will say, I can. <laughs> I can. I can. So, uh, 
This small thing was disturbing me in life like this. I didn't know. Songs of Solomon chapter 8. You need passion and energy to serve God. Passionate people are lovers of God. When you see people passionate about their work, what they do in the church, they are passionate about it. They are are always like, they are always worked up about what they are doing. It's love for God, love for the things of God. That's what makes them so passionate. And when you see people who are laid back, laid back, super laid back, no energy. You wonder whether they like God. That's what sometimes phlegmatics come across almost like evil people. Because when they have to act, they don't act. They can sit there and stare for things to go bad. There's no passion, no energy to rise up and fix it and fight it and solve solve it and sort it out. But watch the same, watch the same, watch the same phlegmy. Chasing another, another person, chasing a woman to marry, watch him. He becomes super choleric. Hard follower. When he gets to the things of God, then it's like, hmm, so what should I do? I don't know what to do. Can you please tell me what to do? I'm not sure. I'm just asking. What would you like me to do? What would you like me to do? It's, it's, it's misplaced passion. You have the passion. You have the passion, but you've put the passion in somewhere else. And when it gets to the things of God, you don't want your passion and your energy to show. Because the things they say, what, what do you say we should do? What do you say we should do? When you ask you, when you ask you you'll be like, you say, hey, what, what, what's her name? What's her name? Somebody has a brother. What, what's your beloved called? What, what, what's her name? What, what's her name? What's her name? Can you imagine? If, if your beloved says that about you, will you not cry? So they say, what, what, what's her name? What, what's her name? It's like, it's like, it's so, everything is so tiring that it's even tiring to remember the name of the one you love. Yes. So see, phlegmatics take a long time to propose. Because proposal is a decision. It's a decision. It's, a, it's like I have decided that I like you. I'm going to spend the rest of my life with you. It's a, it's a, it's a huge mountain for them. So you see, you'll be there before you realize even the lady has proposed to you. It's a long time. He's with you, chatting with you every day, checking on you every day. I mean, all the boxes have been ticked. You have responded to everything. I mean, your average, average time of response is like 42 seconds. Then you have responded. Now, just for him to say, will you marry me? Or I will marry you. Not even I will marry you. You see, forever. 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 
Tuso talk is what text. Even the name, you can't even remember the name. What's what, what, what a name? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, watch, can you imagine? Is that? What's her name? Her name is Venus. 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 <laughs> Number four. Let me move on. Otherwise, see people. You make me. You make me comment about everything. I have just about two more points. Then we are finished. Okay. Number four. Are you understand that love has a flame that burns? Yes. So we have to see it. Your passion for God has to be seen. Your no passion for God also means something else. Mm-hmm. Number four. Love tells you not to be afraid. First John 4, 18. There's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. Love tells you to be. People who have love, first love, they're not afraid of anything. They're not afraid. They're not afraid. At all. A lady in love, she's not afraid. If you analyze marriage carefully, if you analyze it carefully, you, 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 you will see how much faith women have. You are going home with this man. Yes. But perfect love. It will cast out fear. It will cast it out. The other side will cast out. It will say out. One. Out. Two. Out. Three. Now. Out. No fear. There's no fear in love. There's no fear in love. So you see, there's no fear in missions. There's no fear in giving your life for missions, for God. There's no fear. If I die, I die. If I live, I live. No fear. If I'm broke, I'm broke. If I'm rich, I'm rich. No fear. No fear. I'm serving God. I'm going for God. My love for God is what is driving me, what is taking me there. It's my love for God. Just God. I love God. No fear. No fear. As soon as there is fear, there's no real love. So there's fear. Fear comes with questions, analysis, dragging of feet. It means that there's no love. Yes. Cold feet. It means there's no love. There's no, there's no love at all. There's no love. Don't, don't even try. There's no love. Because the people who love, I've given people advice before and they've gone against what I said. I've told people, don't do. They did. But they felt they had more faith. You see, you see uh, in a sense, I understand them. They were in love. They were in love. Jesus, I knew more than they know. Mr. Bishop, how did you know? I can't tell you. But I knew more than I, I, I knew something they didn't know. So I said, Don't do it. When I tell you, don't do it, you better stop. Oh. Yes, don't tell me to give you seven reasons why you shouldn't. Because I, I won't give you this. Because of data protection, I can't give you the seven reasons. Yes. Yes. But because of love, they say, oh, whatever, whatever there is, we shall overcome. We are overcomers. I'm an overcomer. 
I'm going. Perfect love cuts out. So that's how I was talking. They were casting me out. Yes. But I would love to see the same people become diehards for God. Because your love for God must be greater than your love for man. Yes. Your love for God must be greater. You must be a diehard for God. Daring. Doing daring things for God. For souls to be saved. Well, then when it gets to a man, you, you, you don't want to talk to us again. You even want to leave the church because we said, don't do, don't do that. You even threaten us. That we don't understand. Pastor, you don't understand. Mr. Bishop, you don't understand. You don't know him. I don't know him. You know him. Be knowing. Number five or number six? Which one? Number five. Let me move on. Okay. Beautiful sound. Love tells you to be zealous and energetic. Young couples that I love, they don't have to be advised to be zealous and energetic. Yeah. Hey, the thing young couples can do, you have no idea. Become a pastor of young people, you will see. You will see love. You know love, you see love. We almost got to the verge of even banning, you see our wedding announcements? Banning people coming up with videos. Just put their picture, their passport picture, just put it there. Like that, let us go. Yes, give us your passport picture with white background. We want to put it here for. Yes. Because, hey! The things. Things people can do and record with a Christian recording them. I was asking once, who was the cameraman recording this thing? What was that? Does the person speak in tongues? Or was the person drunk? You see, so we should come and play it in church. I said, hey. I just shouted, hey, whoa. I said, I'm a pastor. Though you are in love, you have fires in you. We, we are still church. Oh, it be church. Oh, it be church now. It be church. Hey. So now I feel like people should just bring passport photo. Is that a good idea? Yeah, your passport photo. I don't need to see how advanced you are in your, in your fires. Hey. I mean, you should see. Fingers, caressings, body moves. I said, I said, ah, where, where is it going to be played? Where? So we were in church, oh. You are in love, we were in church. We are still finding our calling. <laughs> But you see, young people, the point I'm saying is that I don't blame such a couple because young people have zeal and energy. When, especially when it gets to love, think I mean, look, they are burning. Don't you burn? Those of you who are pretending, are you not burning? Yes. yes. So you see, the smallest chance you get, your wedding is three weeks' time, bring a video. It's like, ah, this is my chance. This is, this is my chance. To show how I'm feeling. I'm saying that. If this is how you are feeling. Do you see how you are feeling? 
If this is how you are feeling, feel for God too. Yes, feel for God too. Feel for God too. You haven't sinned in having feelings. No, 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 you haven't sinned in having feelings. Just when I look at your, when I look at your production, I say, hey, there's fire here. So I'm expecting that fire. Give God some. Give God some. Yes, give God some. Give God some. Give God some. That's all I'm saying. When you, when you see Desley leading praise and worship, don't you see somebody who has passion for God? It's like, oh my image, let me give it to God. Yes. It will be very difficult for you to report her to me. It will be very, very difficult. Let me tell you. Let, let, me, let me tell you before you try. Yes. Because I don't think she's a perfect person. But it, I'm telling you, it will be very, very difficult for you to come up with a bad report and I'll side with you. It will be very, very difficult. Yes, because she gives what she can give to God. Yeah. I don't think she's giving enough. I'm not saying you've given enough. Slap your head to become small. Yes. But she gives. She gives. So if she has one small mistake, hey, darling, it's okay. Why? It's okay. Ah, it's okay. Yes. Because of, because of her, I'm thinking about getting a stage for the church. Because the people can see when you come, we can't see it. The cameras can't get it. Because yes, we should get a stage. God, there's energy. The person has energy for God. Energy, energy for God. Energy, strength. The person has strength for God. Strength. Yes. And the Bible says, "Love the Lord with strength, might." So use 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 your might somewhere else. When you come out, when you come out, so you are, sir. When you come to God, so you are dead, sir. But they should see you elsewhere. Elsewhere, in other places. You can't, you can't, you can't even imagine that is the same person. You'll be standing, you'll be imagining. One day we had a, a church, a church party, you know, end of year party. So I was sitting somewhere that where a lot of people couldn't see that I was around or sitting there. Then I saw this lady. I, I actually asked, who is that? Because look, she was dancing. You know, this dance that you go low. She went low. She went, I mean, she went down. And she came up. And to, to my, my surprise was that she was not exactly a size eight. No. No. She was nowhere near eight. She was not even an 18. Still, still going higher. But that body that I've been seeing in church, cool. That looks cool. You should see that. That body was brought down with ease. And brought up. With wriggles and twirls. So as I was standing, I asked, I asked someone, I said, who's that? Who's 
Who is she? Is she a member? I said, yes, she's a member. She's a member. I said, is she? Are you sure? I said, yes, she's a member. They said, so who? Then they asked me, can't you see? I said, I can't. That's what I'm asking. Who is she? When they mentioned the name, I said, huh? I said, are you serious? So I got up from my chair, from under the dark, and I went closer to the dancing floor. And I was looking at her, I said, man, people have passion, energy, where they want to use it. Where they want to use it. Where they want to use it. Use your love, your passion, your zeal. You see, for the work of God. Let us see it in the house of God. God is asking for it. He's loved you so much. He's loved you so much. He's given his only son to you to die for. He's loved you so much. Can't you do a little bit more? Can't you do a little bit more? Can't you work some more? Why, why, why should you just give you all your, all your energy? Why, why, do you want to get, why do you want to do it in there? Wherever you are doing it. Do you do something for God? Can't we, can't we see you and tell that you are crazy for God? You are crazy. It's when you get to church, we have to see that there's somebody perhaps all week you've been thinking about the church. All week. All week. Because you can tell those who think about the church work. You can tell this, this person is thinking about church. The ideas. The ideas that come. So this person thinks about church. That's what I can tell you. That you see there are people that you can't fault them. Even if they have fault. Even if they have fault. Even if I fault, you'll be in trouble if you report them. You'll be in trouble. You'll be in great trouble. Because you do nothing. They do something. Yes. Read my lips. Look at my hand. I am on their side. Because I see their love for God. As a human being, all I can do is what I see. I see their love for God. I see their passion for God. One small mistake, it's okay. It's okay. Don't let me say shut up before you shut up. Because I can say it. Last point, let's go. Do we talk about number five? Zeal and energy? That's Psalm 69 and verse 89. Number six is love does not have evil thoughts. Wow. Love doesn't have evil thoughts. When there's love, there are no evil thoughts. That's Judges 16, verse 15. Samson never had evil thoughts about Delilah. That is why he allowed himself to relax on her laps. When there's love, first love, responding to God's love for you. You don't have evil thoughts about God. You don't say to yourself, if I follow this God, I'll lose out. You rather be thinking, if I follow God, I'll be blessed. If I follow God, it will end up well with me. If I follow God, great things is what will happen to me. That's how your mind will be working. Love doesn't have evil thoughts. And number six, seven. That's my final point. Love makes you think. Makes, sorry, love makes you do things that make people think. You are mad. Yes. That's what love thing. That's I've thought of people as mad before. Not because they were working for God, but they were doing humanly bad mad things. Yeah. Despite 
rebuke, correction, direction, counsel. I thought, oh, this, this, but I said, this girl is crazy. She's crazy. Yes, but that's love. That's what love. love will make people think you are mad. You pack your bags out of England, away from Burger King, KFC, McDonald's, fresh milk, cornflakes. And you say you are going to a remote place because there are souls there. Because there are souls in that place. People think you are mad. Your parents will think you are mad. Because I wonder why people even get affected by that my parents think I'm mad. That is your love. They will think you are mad. Are you not mad? You are madly in love. Madly in love with God. Why would you do such a thing? It's surprising how people sometimes can't stand up to defend their love for God. But they can stand up and defend their love, their love for a guy. When the same parents are talking, they asking God, what job does he do? What education has he got? They will stand up and defend and cry. When he gets to God, it's like, hmm, my grandmother said I shouldn't I shouldn't do this the same person same 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 person because when there's love people think you're mad Proverbs we're closing closing how many of you are going to respond to the love of God respond to it respond to it Proverbs 30 verse 18 Think of yourself how you wish someone is responding to your love by now. Think of yourself, others. Think of yourself. You see, it's her birthday. You want to, you want to buy the whole of Zara and take to work. <laughs> yes, we have to. We have to control you. We have to control you. You have to control you. That never use money and gifts to win the heart of someone. It's a poor effort. It's a poor effort. Those of you who don't know, you've been buying things. That's not love. Money is not love. Gifts are not love. iPads. It's not love. Small birthday that is coming, you're going to, you're going to put, leave your uh, card on the tail. A Zara. <laughs> and say, give me everything that is size 10 in this shop. Come and put it here. I'll pay. If I, I'm not sure of a size, so give me size 10 and 12. I'll return the rest. So, but I'll pay for both sizes for everything. Yeah. You're mad. <laughs> yes, you're mad. You're mad. Yes, you're mad. That's not how to win someone. Brothers, that's not how to win someone. Yes. You even have to be sure that she likes you before you open your mouth. Stretch, stretch it to the limit. Stretch it. Stretch it. If you like it, compose yourself, compose yourself, and be there. You see, there's a note that my wife sent to me when we were in the university with a date. I proposed to her on 23rd December 1989. Yes. It's her best Christmas she's ever had. But there was a note she sent to me in November of the same year. I kept that note. I kept teasing her with it. 
Have you seen? Can you see? I tell her, can you see the date? And can you see when I told you my intentions? All this, I've been with you. I'm just, I'm just praying. I just pray. Can you see the date? And then I'll show her the contest. Have you seen this, what you said? I said, no, you can't touch it. Let me read it to you. <laughs> this is what you were saying. Because I pushed her to breaking point. Yes, breaking point. One day I made a mistake. And I left the note lying somewhere. Till today, I haven't seen it again. Till today. <laughs> Till today, I haven't seen it again. <laughs> My weapon has disappeared. Till today, the note has disappeared. When I asked her, she says, Did I give it to her? It has disappeared. I kept using it. Because we all know, we all know, we all know the day I opened my mouth. I've never opened my mouth to say anything. Never, I've not said anything. I talk normal things, schoolwork, assignment, exams, friends, this, um, Christian life, this. Talk about everything together, laugh, everything, everything. I've never opened my mouth to even to say those three words. I love you. Never from those words are expensive words. Hey. Never, not from my mouth. Not from my mouth. But in November, I feel it was something to do with my birthday. Oh. Out of the abundance of the heart, the fingers write. (laughs) She didn't say, she wrote it. She wrote, the evidence was there. She wrote it. And I read. Well, I, when I read, I just smiled. I said, I said, she's gone. She's gone. She's gone. The race has been won. I've got it. I don't even have to say anything. I can wait for another year. She's gone. Brothers, don't be desperate. Oh. Don't be desperate. Comport yourself. Be there. Girls like boys far more than boys. Like girls, you have to you have to know that, and be sure. So don't pump and don't start buying things. You you are going to buy a wig? I want one. Bet you bring in a Christmas gift. You bring in a wig. Well, what is wrong with you? 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 birthday, you are going to organize a lunch and invite 20 people, 20 friends to come and sit there. Ask what, if, I, if I walk into that meeting and I, I, I ask you, in whose honor have you organized this lunch? And you say, oh, this lady there. And I say, ask what, who, who is she to you? Why, why have you, what explanation would you give? <laughs> live your life, let her live her life. <laughs> oh, sisters, am I giving the brothers bad advice? I'm giving them good advice. Don't you want real men? Real men with real love. Yes. Not spaghetti boy. Spaghetti boy who can't control himself. Because, look. What? Yes. Yes. Be there. Be there. there. She should be there. Talk nicely. Chat. Laugh. Smile. I'll be throwing cash over here, cash. 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 
everywhere. She's going to say, can I come, can I come and see you? Or can I come? Then you are, you are standing there like a, like a Israeli servant. <laughs> As though you've just been released from Egypt. You are at work, then you are at work, or you are studying. You're in the library, I can't come. And see, see, see the strength of her commitment to you, the strength of it. Because you can't come, is she going to be angry? Then you don't need her. Then she should go. Because it means it's going to be worse in the marriage. It's going to be worse. If now she can, she can start throwing tantrums. Because you've gone to work. Hey, what is going to happen in the marriage? What is going to happen in there? She didn't get an iPad. So she's come with her lady pastor. Yeah, she came with her pastor. Her pastor was supporting her. If you ever ask me, young ladies, if you ever ask me, who should counsel you for marriage and relationships? I always tell you, go, go to a male pastor. Yes. A male pastor would tell you what a man needs that will make a man happy in a relationship. More than a, more than a lady pastor. Yes. If you care to know, if you ask me. That's my opinion. Yes. Yeah. There, are very few, there are very few sisters I recommend to you to go to for relationship counseling. Few. I'll count them on, my, on one hand like this and cut some of my fingers off. Yes. 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 Relationship for a lady. Relationship. Marriage to do well in marriage. Oh. You are blessed that your pastor is a man and he talks to you. you, you if, if you are wise, you will learn a lot of things. If you are wise, and if you are interested and you care to know, you will see that. Oh, so this is what it is. This is what it is. And ladies sharing emotional feelings with you. Anyway. What was our last point? What? Love what? Ah. Ah, make people think you are mad. You should be mad for Jesus. Mad for Jesus. People should ask you on the on on your campuses, university campuses, why everything church, church, church. This girl doesn't she like to enjoy life? They should not. It's I told you are mad. That's how they should see you. No clubbing, no going out, no raves, nothing. Everything is Jesus. Jesus. You always have you always have a flyer in your bag. Or is it a little take Jesus? Friday nights when they gather in the lobbies and things and they are going out with their stringy clothes and they are standing there, you appear. It's like you are mad, you are you are crazy for the Lord. They should even give you a nickname and you should be proud about the nickname. This is is, uh, Mary Martha or Saint Mary. Yes, you should be happy. You should be happy that you've got a name because you love the Lord. They should think of you as mad. Than we thinking that you are stupid. There be three things which are too wonderful for me. (laughs) Yea, four which I know not. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. Give me NASB, NASB, or an English version. English, English, something that was English. 
NLT. Oh, everybody's using maid. NLT, no, just give me it. Ah. So verse eight, verse eighteen again. Let's see verse eighteen. Verse eighteen. There are three things that amaze me. No, four things that I don't understand. How an eagle glides through the sky. How a snake slithers on a rock. How a ship navigates the ocean. And how a man loves a woman. It amazes me. Amazes me. Yes. Yes. You should amaze people about your love for God. They should be amazed. They should be amazed that you can't be stopped. You can't be counseled. You can't be advised that this God, it's okay, slow down. See, people should tell you that slow down. The day you hear that term, slow down about this God thing, you should know that you've entered into Proverbs thirty nineteen, That they are amazed at your love for God. That, because of God, look at what you are doing. They're amazed. It's, like one, it's a wonderful thing. How a man loves a woman. Have you seen a man in love with a woman before? A woman in love with a man. It's very amazing. It's very, very amazing. You can't, you can't even understand. You can't even understand. You can't explain it. You can't explain it. So that you see an educated lady. So there's a lady from a rich home. She's gone for some guy. Ibo, <laughs> you know everything. <laughs> yes. And you, you, you see, common sense will, tell, will make you ask that. What? What's the future for this girl? What's, what, what's she doing? What's she doing? What's she doing? What is she doing? There's no future for this guy. He can't get a job. Look at him, but she says that I'm in love. I like him. Three things that amaze me. No. Four things that I don't understand. I don't understand. It's not that it means I don't understand. I don't, I don't understand what they are doing. I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't get it. Yeah. That's why you all understand that song, The Breakup of My Relationship. Yes. It's that you all understand the pain. Because that's something you really give yourself to. It's when it doesn't work. They can't stay in the church because of brothers that have broken their heart. They can't stay in the church. I mean, they can't stay in the church. Yeah. They'll come up with cock and bull stories, but no, 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 no. It's the guy. It's the guy. They can't. I mean, they can't handle it. They can't handle it. If only they made me their, their friends, I could have helped them. But they can't. His sight, that he's still there, and especially that he's moving on. Hmm. It says what? What really hurts? When I broke my heart, it really hurts. Because it really hurts. I'm not a woman. I've never had a heartbreak before, even as a man. But I can see that it it hurts. I mean, if I've had a heartbreak before, I would have used it to teach you. But I I, I wasn't lucky enough to get one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this, I wasn't like, if I had had one before, I would have, I would have told you that, hey, look, I chased this girl for 41 years. <laughs> and, she chose some, and she chose somebody else. Or maybe, or maybe she chose my friend. I thought I was the one. 
Not knowing it was my friend that she wanted. She went for my friend. And it really hurt. But I don't have such a testimony. But I, I know. I think I know that it hurts. From the way people have behaved. I mean normal people. Good people. Virtuous people. People who appeared like they love God. But because of a man. No. I can see that it's a, it's a real power. It's a real force in life. Those, those, those songs, you have to listen to them all the time. It counsels you. It speaks to you. You see that it's, it's not an unu- your experience is not an unusual experience. But somebody understands has written a song about it. When it did what it really hit. When I broke my heart, it really hurts. It really hurts. It really hurts. Now, when I see the sisters, I understand it now. I understand it very well. Like I said, no, this, this thing is a real problem. You can't just tell someone, oh, snap out of it. Oh, no, 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 no. It's not like that. It really hurts. Yeah. Because they give, they give a lot to a relationship. They give a lot to it in hope. They give in hope and in anticipation. They don't want anything. Yeah, they don't want anything. They don't want money. They don't want anything. They just want you to put a ring on their finger. All they want is your name. Yes. If you don't give them your name, it really hurts. Yeah, it really hurts. That's why sometimes when they curse you, you can be cursed. The Bible says the curse costless shall not come. When you've used somebody, you just do the person. When he curses you, you can be cursed. Because there's a reason. There's a reason to be cursed. Mm-hmm. Church has become quiet. Why? What, what are you thinking about? You will never be cursed. I block every curse. You are free in Jesus' name. Yes. Or just apologize, okay? Yes. Yeah. Do the humble thing and just apologize. Yes. You don't, you, don't, you, don't, you don't have to marry anybody to uh, appease anyone. You just have to apologize. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I did this to you. I now realize that I was wrong. Just apologize. And you'll be free. Yes. Just apologize. Just apologize. So, you know, give your heart to Jesus. It will never be broken. It will never be broken. Give your heart to Jesus. Let, let Jesus have, if you can give, you can give all to him. Because you're supposed to give all to him. Let him have 99.9% of it. Yes. Let, let it be with God. So when the point one is lost, you'll still be in church. Don't give 90% to Jim and 10% to God. That's what will drive you out of the church. Yes. That's what will drive you away from God and away from Christ into stupidity. Yes. No matter what. Let God have, have most of your heart. Because it's, it, it, I think it hurts. Yeah. How many sisters agree with me that it hurts? Yeah, it hurts? Even if you haven't experienced it before, you've seen your friend, or you've seen your mother, or you've seen an auntie, you know that it hurts. Yes, it hurts. It's painful. May every broken heart be healed. In Jesus' name. May every disappointment be healed. And may Jesus take over your heart and take over your soul and take over your mind in Jesus' name. You see, one day I was driving somewhere in in the city somewhere. When the city 
hot sun, boiling hot sun. And I saw a lady standing by the roadside in a wedding gown and a veil. And I remember I said, which bride is standing in the sun like this? But when we got to her, she's lost it. Oh yeah, she's lost it. She was gone. Completely gone. But she was in her wedding dress. That is the pain. That is the pain. Yes. Guys, ladies, they have hearts. So they have hearts. They are not toys. Yes. Yeah. So she's there. She's there. Her dream has been to wear this gown. And I'm sure something must have happened. Standing, scorching sun. Because she's been wearing for a longer because it was even dead. It was, it's become brownish. It's dead. For a long white gown. She's standing by the roadside. Staring into space. It will never be your story. But anyway, my point is that let people be amazed at your love for God. They should be amazed at your love for God. Go to that extent for God because God will never disappoint you. God will never hurt you. God will never cause you to go mental. Yes. Go, go to the extreme for God. It's my prayer that I'll see in this church. God lovers. I mean, God, mad God lovers. <laughs> People who are mad for God. I would, li- I would rather like to control you. To control you than to whip you to wake up. I would rather like to say, slow down. Easy, 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 easy. Than dead, dead horses and dead dogs that you have to wake up. Wake up for Jesus. Rise for Jesus. Stand to your feet and let's thank God. And as we close off. Okay. Your clapping is not impressive. I don't know what you are thinking about. This week I've really been thinking about the, the, the song, that song. When I broke my heart, it really hurt. I've been thinking about it. Because I've been thinking about some sisters. And I've been telling myself, I understand them. I think I understand them. I understand them. I don't agree with them, but I understand them. Oh yeah, I don't agree. I don't agree that you should love a man more than God. Yes. That you should abandon your God-given position because of a man. No, I don't agree. Yes. But I think I understand that it really hurts. It's a painful thing. Pray for yourself that you will, you will respond to God's love. You respond to his love. You respond to his love. Pray seriously, passionately that you respond to God's love. His love of giving you his only son. You respond to it. You respond to it. Pray. Everybody pray from the back. All the way to the front. Pray. That you you will respond to God's love. That you will go back to your first love. You will walk in your first love. We'll see the works, the first works. The first works again. The first works. First works. First works. First works. 
first works. That you will love God more than you love any man or anything on earth. God, God. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself that God will help you. God will help you to respond to his love. To respond to his love. To stay in the ministry. To stay on course. To stay on this road. To stay on it. To stay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Father, we thank you. We pray, Lord. Our desire and our prayer this afternoon is that, Lord, give us the grace and the strength to respond to your love. To respond to your love. To see, to understand, and to know the depth of your love. How much you have loved us. How much you have cared for us. How great a sacrifice you've made for us, Lord. That there is no love greater than the love that you have shown us, Lord. What can we can do, Lord, for your name and in your name, Lord, can never be compared to the love you've, you've shown us. Lord, give us the grace, time, life, wisdom to respond. To your love that you have shown us, Lord. Thank you, Father, for that grace and that mercy. We want to love you more. We want to do more for you. We want to live for you. We want to hold high the banner of your name and of your love for us, Lord. Touch every heart here. Touch every mind here, Lord. That they will choose you. They will live for you. In public and in private places, Lord. In secret, Lord. It will be you that they love. It will be you that they love. Thank you, Father. Giving you thanks. Giving you praise. In Jesus' name. Now, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, I want to pray for you. You're here today. Somebody invited you to church. Or you've been coming to church. Or you've been going to church somewhere. But deep in your heart, you feel far from God. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I want to go to heaven. I want to be a Christian. I want my sins to be forgiven. I want to give my heart to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus today. Somebody invited me today, but I want to be a Christian. I want to love you, Lord. I want to follow you, God. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus today. While every eye is closed and every head is bowed. If you're here like that, you say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Wherever you are standing, just lift up your right hand and I'll pray for you. Just your right hand. Lift up high so I can see you. God bless you. God bless you. I can see your hands. I can see your hands. You want to join in. Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. I need God in my life. I need a, a relationship with God. I want to serve him. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. Choose God today. God bless you. God bless you. I can see all your hands. You also want to join in. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I need him. I need Jesus. 
I need God in my life. I want to be a Christian. I want my sins to be forgiven. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. I know there's some of you more. Just your right hand. I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Now, if you have your hand, lift it up. I want to do one more thing. I want to come to me right here in the front. Come out of your seat. Lift up. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand. But you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Come to me. Come. Come all the way. Come and join us here. I'm waiting for you. Yes, come. Yes, come. Come to Jesus. Come. Yes. Yes, there is room. Come. You lifted up your hand. Come. You lifted up your hand. Come. Maybe you didn't even lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Come. 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 Come quickly. Come quickly. Come quickly. Come. I'm waiting for you. Come. Come. I'm waiting. Come. I'm waiting. Come to Jesus. Come. Don't struggle. Don't delay. Come quickly. 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 Jesus is calling you. Jesus is calling you. Come. Come. Come, I'm waiting for you. Come. There is room. There is room at the cross. There is mercy. There is love. Come. Father, thank you for these precious souls that have come. They've come forward, but they've come to you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you receive them. Make them your children. Wash them with your blood. Establish them in your kingdom, Lord. It's your work, Lord. It's your grace, Lord. It's your power that has drawn them to you, Lord. Establish them in your house. Cause them to live for you, Lord. Cause them to do your will. And cause them to walk in the ways you have called them to walk in, Lord. Let your purposes be fulfilled in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Now I want you to say this prayer with me. And everybody in the front say this prayer after me. The whole church should join us as we say this prayer. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Say Heavenly Father. Thank you for today. I am a sinner. Please forgive me. Of all my sins. Please, I believe in Jesus. I believe Jesus died for me. And he rose up on the third day. Now say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. I give myself to you. I give my life to you. I want to live for you. I want to serve you. 
please help me, Lord, to be a good Christian, to be a strong Christian. Help me, Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. Say, thank you, Father, for accepting me and making me a child of yours. I'm so grateful, Lord, that you saved me. That you sent your son Jesus to die for me. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Say a big amen. God bless you. Please give them their gifts very quickly. Receive. No, wait, 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 wait. Not so fast. We have some gifts for you. Receive your gift before you go. Wow. God bless you all. Welcome to Jesus. Welcome to church. You big strong Christians. When we close, when the service ends, we want to see you briefly right here where these colorful, wonderful people are seated. So please make your way there. Don't, don't run away. Don't disappear, okay? Don't go to Nando's. Come here first before you go for uh, Nando's chicken. So come and sit here. We'll talk to you briefly, very briefly. We'd like to know you. We'd like to see you. So come right here and then we'll talk to you briefly before you go back to your seats. God bless you. You may go back to your seats now. Beautiful. God bless you. Come for them as they go back. Want to receive communion? Are you blessed to be in church? Are you redirecting your love towards God? Yes. Mm. You should do more than you did for that foolish boy. Okay. Sing. The blood sets me free. Yes, the blood sets me free. It cleanses and it heals. This blood delivers me.
Father, thank you. I declare every bread blessed and every cup blessed, Lord. This is the body of Christ and this is the blood of Jesus. May every curse be broken in the lives of he who eats it and he who drinks it, Lord. May they be separated from every curse, every problem, every difficulty, Lord. Let the power of the blood set us free today. In Jesus' name, amen. The body of Christ. Eat it. The blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. Drink all of it. Thank you, Father, for victory. Thank you for healing. And thank you for deliverance. Thank you so much for the precious blood, for the power that still heals us and gives us strength. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. God bless you. Take your seats. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and Instagram. Have a blessed week.